Howdy folks, this is Chris White and you're listening to Basic Business Advice. I'm here with Dan Olalabi from Branches Worldwide and Olalabi Leadership, Ken Hostetler, a partner at White Law Office, and Jordan Mullet, partner at uh, Ruby Group and owner of the Berlin Escape Room. And we are talking today about Sam. Sam is looking to buy a local business, a local coffee shop. The owner is exiting for whatever reason right now. And Sam sees this as a great opportunity to become, quote, her own boss, unquote, uh, ignoring the difficult environment for food service industry in our current world right now as we talk with COVID-19. What does Sam need to be thinking about as she looks at her business or at the potential business that she wants to enter into? How would you advise her to evaluate and make a decision about buying this business? Yeah, I'll jump in here. I mean, I think one of the things that uh, she, that Sam needs to do, first of all, is not only look at it from an emotional standpoint of understanding of what she's getting into and uh, part of the you know kind of emotional toll that uh, owning a business like this can take on uh, a person, but also the financial aspects. And if she's not able to sit down and create a spreadsheet or she doesn't really understand um, you know, how the revenue uh, is going to work, how the, what the profits uh, are going to need to be. There's a lot of people that could help with that. But those are kind of the first two things that I think she needs to, to say, okay, I've got the emotional side of this. I've got excitement. I'm, you know, I'm ready to jump into this. But there's also the financial side, just because so many businesses struggle in those first years of making sure that she has a good picture of, hey, these are the targets that I would need to meet in order to really be successful in, in moving forward with this. Jordan, you just recently started your own business. Apart from being a partner at the Ruby Group, you started the Berlin Escape Room. You started a business. It's exciting. It's an exciting thing. And it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> and all the uncertainty. That go, how would you talk to Sam about this? What, from your experience, would you share with her about this? Well, number one, anybody that's even considering starting a business, I say congratulations. I think it's a big deal. I think the country that we live in gives the opportunity and the privilege to be able to go out and risk. Like it's incredible. Owning a business is, <laughs> there's so many different ways we could go here. I, the objective, I, let's look at what Ken said. You know, being able to be objective. If, if you're going to go buy something, three to six months of evaluating, maybe even more of just trying to find out what are the pitfalls? What am I running into? Am I crazy? And there's so many different answers to that because you have to be a little bit crazy. And yet if you're crazy in the wrong areas, you're nuts. You think about how much time people put into considering how, what they're going to buy a new house or buy a new car. And yet when it comes to starting a business, sometimes people jump in without forethought, without talking to the right people, um, without weighing the numbers. Ah, boy, I think three to six months of evaluation of putting in the time and effort to figure out, does this even make sense? Is this really what I want to do? If you're making a spur of the moment decision, you're in a lot of trouble. Go talk to a coffee shop manager. Go find out how much fun it is. Do you even want that job? Because if you're going to be a coffee shop manager, you're going to be working nights and weekends. You're going to be there early in the morning. It, it's a, are you sure you want that? And then do you like employees? Do you like customers? Do you like, there's so many questions there. Can you run the books? Uh, have you ever purchased anything? Um, can the business make money? 
I, I'm just questioning. I think the first thing you need to ask yourself, it, the romance of, of owning that, and, and I'm not going to lie, I'd love to own a coffee shop someday. Are you willing to walk away if it doesn't make sense? Are you willing to say no and wait for the next opportunity? I have got so many thoughts going through my mind right now, just in regards to business ownership. There's so many different directions. Dan, you own Olabi Leadership, which is what you speak out of, what you coach out of, uh, where you wrote your book out of, Authentic Leadership. You know, you you spend a lot of time talking to leaders, owners, you know, all the way across, you know, from for-profit, non-profit organizations. But one of the things that, you know, I know you've evaluated before is risk, because this is a risky endeavor. The romance that Jordan talked about, the evaluation that Ken talked about, there is risk involved in this. And, you know, you, 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 how do you evaluate risk from a position that you, from where you're coming from? Yeah, I mean, I think, that's a, I think that's a great question. I think you guys have some really good points. And, you know, if I was going to be maybe more of a kind of a slow analyzing sort of person, I would say, hey, yeah, you know, make sure you get a spreadsheet out, make sure you see if the numbers work out, make sure you can figure out if you like employees or if you like coffee or any of those things. You know, ultimately, though, I think it comes down to passion. I mean, if you really want to make this happen, you're going to make this happen. You're going to figure out how to get it done. And if you're not great at numbers, you're going to find someone who is. If you're not great with people, you're going to find someone who is. I mean, ultimately, you can't learn to swim unless you jump in the water. And I, what I hear you guys saying is that you need to you know, sit back and get a bunch of lessons on how to swim, go check out your swimsuit, go figure out exactly what the temperature of the water is, and then decide to get in. No, if you want to swim, just get in the water and you'll figure it out along the way. And ultimately, I think people are better off if they've tested it and then they know it's for them rather than listening to some sort of advisor from the outside say, you've got to check all the boxes before you take a risk like that. I totally disagree with you guys. Oh, Ken, oh, Jordan, I mean, Dan, Dan's throwing the gauntlet down here. He says, jump in both feet, man. What do you guys say to that? Oh, man, the, the number of times that I've watched somebody with passion jump in and <laughs> – Okay, so am I risking my nest egg, right? Am I, am I taking something that I've saved for 5, 10, 15, 20 years that maybe grandma and grandpa handed down to me? Maybe it's part of an inheritance, and I'm putting that on the line? Yeah, I mean, passion makes a huge difference, but I oh, – and, and I know you told me to ignore the food industry, but that, I mean, you were talking about the number of failed restaurants, failed things like that. I mean, you're, you're stepping into a, a – <laughs> I mean, most people don't realize that in, in restaurants, like you make or break based on how you purchase food and how you manage inventory. It, it, that's just the one thing. There's so many other. But look, look <laughs> I mean, here's, jump here's, the here. here's the thing, Jordan. This is, this is the <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, the, listen. The numbers like, don't lie. I mean, it, we're talking about 50% of businesses generally fail within the first five years. So what you're saying is half of the people just weren't passionate enough about uh, their business. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, what I, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that you guys all know people that had everything lined up. I mean, the industry was great. The numbers all lined up. They had all the staff. They loved the, what they were doing. And then they got into it and they failed anyway. And so I feel like telling people, hey, look, you know, making sure it all lines up before you jump in is not a recipe for success. And I think telling people that it's going to be a recipe for success if you check all the boxes is at best a misnomer. At worst is misleading and disingenuous. And so ultimately, I think if you don't have the passion to figure it out while you're in it, then you shouldn't even get started. But if you have that passion, 
that's a great place to start because you're going to meet with somebody like Jordan and like Ken, and they're going to tell you, hey, here are all the boxes you need to check. And then you're going to actually go figure out what you can do, what you can't do. But if you don't have the passion to even get started, then you, should, you shouldn't even get started. Well, I, I would agree with you, Dan, in that you're making a great point. Passion is, passion is absolutely an integral part of being successful. Uh, at the same time, I'm passionate about Tesla cars. I love Teslas. I think it would be really great to make an electric car. It's completely unrealistic for me to say I'm going to build an electric car. So in the same way, there are people that simply, it's not a good fit for them to say, I'm going to own a copy shop because they could have all the passion in the world, but they don't have the tools to actually back that up. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's difficult here is that I, the passion has to be there. I'll agree with you on that, Dan. I'll give you that. What happens is so many times is the passion's there, they're heading in the right direction and there's warning sign after warning sign after warning sign. And they, the passion causes them to ignore all of those. And that's where the problem is. And th that's probably the biggest question is, is I would ask somebody are, if you see warning signs, are you willing to say no to this opportunity? Are you willing? Because what happens is they get the rose colored glasses on and they drive forward no matter what. And I see that that's where a lot of the problem is. Let me, take, just, let me take a tack here real quick because I, I want to I ask a question about something Jordan just said. How can you tell the difference between warning signs and gatekeepers, people who are actively trying to keep you out? Sam's, you know, in this case, she's a woman. Who knows if her community is, you know, going to support a small business owned by a woman? Uh, maybe they'll be very supportive. Maybe they're not. How can you tell the difference between warning signs that danger ahead, you're heading off a cliff, and... These are gatekeepers who are naysaying me and telling me no. I have a quick answer there. Number one, if you're going to be a business owner, you have to have a circle. You have to have people in your life that you trust that are going to look you in the eye and are going to speak truth to you. And that's not an easy thing to accomplish, but you do have to have people around you that are going to give you advice. And that's where, because when we're in that bubble sometimes, and, and we've got kind of our, well, I'm just going to call them blinders on. There's got to be people in our lives that are going to be the, the ones that are going to help us. And they're, they're the ones throwing up the warning signs or helping us figure out, hey, you got to check this box before you go on. I think that's the big difference. I think, Jordan, you're 100% right. You need to have people around you. Just because you have passion doesn't mean you have to be a lone ranger. I think lone rangers are the ones that crash and burn. But I think if you have people around you, that makes a huge difference, just like you're saying. But here's the key. This is what you're missing. You have to have people around you who actually believe in you. I mean, you can look at any successful business and you could go to the very top and you can talk to the CEO or the owner or the founder or whatever. And you can say, hey, how many people believe that you could have got this done when you first started? And they list people who said, nope, there's no way. I wasn't smart enough. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough experience. And they did it anyway. I mean, story after story after story of people who defy your advice and do it anyway. And so I think it's super important for us to stop for a second and say sometimes the most successful people are the ones that didn't have it all figured out when they started, but they had the passion to get in there and build a team around them who could tell them the truth and persevere and learn to swim while in the water. This is a re real life example. Ken, I'm going to pick on you for a second. You went to law school in your 30s. You made a massive career change in your 30s, which would tantamount to opening, a new, opening up a new business almost. You have the same kind of investment of time, energy, resources to go get a degree, 
to be working during full time, to have a family during that time, all of those things. What was essential to you making that decision to saying this is what our, where I want to go? Was it because somebody else believed in you because you believed this was the right thing to do? How did you make that decision? Sure. So uh, a couple things here. And you're absolutely right, Dan. There are people that are naysayers. I, I ran into that. I had, I had attorneys that were super supportive. I had other attorneys that said, you know what, this is really not a, a great idea. Why are you doing this? But ultimately, I had to have a belief in myself. But further than that, I also had to recognize that law school may or may not be a good fit for me. And, and really, for me, that came down to how would I perform on the LSAT? And I think that's true for a lot of business things as well, is there, there still needs to be some type of, of test of where you say, okay, well, you know, let's say in Sam's case, she wants to buy this coffee shop. She may have a lot of passion, but it's going to take some capital. It's going to take borrowing money, probably. And if she's not able to come up with that, that may be her answer. And I think that's, uh, that's so critical is saying, okay, well, I, I have a lot of passion. Maybe I don't have all of the tools. I can have a team, but there still needs to be some tests out there saying, okay, yes, it makes sense for me to move ahead or no, you know what? This just really isn't a good fit. Ken, you had a real life test. Dan, you left ministry to go out and start speaking and writing and coaching and teaching. You left and you did you jump? Did, you, did the passion drive you forward? Were there naysayers who were saying, Dan, this is not a smart idea. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, what did you do? What was, where were you at in that decision-making process? Yeah, I mean, there, were, there was quite a few things um, that came into that. I mean, that, I think the biggest leap I ever took in my life was leaving ministry to start branches worldwide. Um, it's a huge vision, uh, huge vision, 30 leaders in 30 countries for 30 years. And so as I explained it to people, you know, a couple of people came up to me and said, all right, so um, how many countries have you actually been to at this point? <laughs> and it was an embarrassing answer. I think it was like two or three. And ultimately, you know, what I realized was that if I'm going to do something, you've got to jump in with your whole heart and you've got to be able to figure it out as you go. And I love what Ken's saying. You have to have a certain degree of belief in yourself and belief that the answers are out there. And what happens, this is what happens most times, at least in my case is that once you commit yourself to something, suddenly, you know, things start to come around you that you never had before. Resources start to, you know, present themselves that weren't there before. You begin to see opportunities that you didn't see before once you've committed to doing that. And that's what happened for us. I mean, people started showing up out of the woodwork around the vision because the vision was big and bold and strong. And that's something that I believe could happen for this woman who's trying to start a coffee shop. Once she puts her foot in the ground and says, I'm going to move this direction, suddenly she'll find resources that she never had before. It, Dan, I, I'm just curious, right? And I agree with what you're saying is that once you commit to something, that's when things appear. I, and you don't, I don't know if this is personal or not, but you know, how long had you been considering this when you made the jump? Like, did you put the six to 12 months in? I'm, I'm guessing this was not just a spur of the moment thing. This was, there was some consideration, there was research, there was thought. There was, there was. So for me, it probably was a nine month process to try to figure out you know, exactly what I wanted to do. But there was a moment when I had to decide if I wanted to leave or not. I had done a bunch of research before. I knew more about it, but the risk was still there. And so ultimately, when I decided to do it, and this is what it came down to for me, and I think this is what it's going to come down, down to for Sam. The risk was there, but the opportunity was there. And I had to ask myself, how am I going to feel about myself 
10 years from now, if I walk away from this opportunity and never even try, if I don't even try to figure out if this isn't a fit, how am I going to feel about myself? And that's the kind of risk that you have to be willing to take. And if you're willing to walk away saying, yeah, I don't, you know, it's not that big of a deal to me, then yeah, you shouldn't jump into it. But if you're going to say, I'm going to kick myself years from now, if I don't even give it a try, try and fail, I'm going to kick myself for not even trying. Jordan, let me come to you real quick on an example of what you did. With all due respect, because you know I'm a massive nerd, you opened a business to play games with people. You opened a business to have people play a game and solve a puzzle in a community that maybe that was kind of, <laughs> you know, a little out there. You leapt. You leapt forward. What was that like when you, when, you, when you built the escape room, when you built the first one and you said, we're going to open a business to have people escaped from a locked room? What was that like? You know, as, as I guess I was shocked at how many things I had to work through. You know, coming up out of a family business, being an owner there, leaving. I, I had, when I made the decision to leave the family business, I was done with being a business owner. Um, I had never started a business, so I had just grown into it and, and bought into a business, but not started. Uh, I was shocked at how much my brain had to rewire in order to be successful. There were so many hurdles that had nothing to do with all the different things that are out there. There was a lot of doubt and fear in my heart about whether or not I could succeed, what people would think of me, what happens if this fails. Yeah, it's difficult, but I'm so grateful for having gone through it. I'm so grateful for being willing. Now what's happened is it's, it's, it's created something in me. It's awoken something in me that <laughs> I could probably spend a whole other podcast just talking about that, that creative spirit, that creative nature that's on the inside of me. It speaks to me. I want to keep creating. I want to keep making things. So to juxtaposition, because what I've heard is Dan is decide, jump solve the problems that present themselves. And maybe on the other side of that is, does it make sense? Does it even make sense to jump? You know, make sure you've got the kind of a chicken and an egg argument. Which part came first? Did you decide first to do this? Or did you first sit down and go, I need all of this to make sense before I do this? So we made the decision to, to move, right? And we started putting legs to it and pursuing it. So I made that decision it was the moment when we put money into it is when that, that was the real question, right? Because everything up to that was planning. When I, put my, when I put my bet on the table is when it became real. Am I really willing to risk and put my money forward to be able to do this? Ken, for you, when you went to law school, since that's a great example of a very similar leap, was it first? Did it make sense first? Or did you decide that this is, no, this is the direction I want to go? Which was the first step there, chicken or egg? <laughs> Yeah, so I had I had interest and I I, I felt like it's what I want to do. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have some of that great passion Dan always has, but I I knew that for me it was about taking the LSAT and saying, okay, yes, this this is what I I should be doing because this is something that I can be passionate about. So so I again, it's that whole you know putting that kind of fleece out there and saying, okay, yes, this is this is the answer I was looking for. And that's true in a lot of aspects for me. I'll, I'll do something like that, a calculated risk, and I'll say, okay, if this makes sense, then you know what, let's, let's move ahead. Dan, what about you? Decision or did it all make sense? And I kind of get a sense of where this is leaning towards, but I want to give you a chance to say it. 
I just want to say this first. If he doesn't want to have passion in his life, that is not my fault. No, um, yeah, I think for me, uh, ultimately, it was all about um, it was it was all about vision. Like, did I feel like I was a fit for where this was headed? Could I see myself in this future? And I think if I could see myself in that future and it fit really well with where I thought my life was going and what God was calling me to, then I knew that I could figure it out along the way. I knew there were plenty of answers out there that I didn't have, but I also knew that there were other people who had done what I'm trying to do. I'm not the very first person to do this. And so if they could do this and they are human just like I am, then I can do this too. I'll figure it out. There's enough answers. There's enough money. There's enough resources. There's enough personnel out there. We can figure this out. I just need to never quit and keep on moving. Well, guys, this is a long conversation. Like Jordan Mall, like you said, we could probably do a whole other talk. We could have an open forum on starting a business. You know, and from my perspective, as, a, as an owner of a business, as an owner of a law firm that's trying to distinguish itself across a wide market, I have lived by one thing. And it, wasn't said, it was said to me back in the mid-2000s by a good mentor of mine that said this, decisions are made, problems are solved. And uh, Ken's heard that more than enough over our partnership together <laughs> is you make the decision to do it and then you solve the problems that come after it. And for my two cents of where I stand as a, as a leader and as an owner and moving things forward, you know, that would be my encouragement. Make a decision. And maybe it's like Jordan. Maybe your decision is I'm going to plan this and then I'm going to solve the problem, which that first problem was, do I put money into this? Or maybe it was like Ken. I'm going to decide to take the LSAT, which is not a small decision in and of itself, to see if this is going to open doors for me to go to law school. Or maybe like you, Dan, you're like, I'm going to decide to do this because this is where I see myself going and I want to go with my life. And I'm going to solve those problems along the way. You know? And so, folks, if you are listening and you find yourself in a SAM position, whether it's to buy a business or to go out and start your own, you know, the biggest question I can't, I can't answer for you, is it the passion or the formula that's going to make it make sense? And I think the answer is probably both and, but without one or the other, you're probably not going to succeed. You got to have that drive. You got to have that passion. So on behalf of Jordan Mullet, Ken Hostetler, and Dan Olavi, this is Chris White. Thanks for listening to Basic Business Advice. Please like, subscribe, and share this out. Have a great day.